0: Welcome to Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. I'm your lead investigator on this case, Judith A. Yates, award winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Every episode is an investigation where you and I explore true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. We discuss the cases, share information, no chatter, No commercials, no off-topic. Now, grab your crime scene kit, a notebook, and your favorite hat. This is Best True Crime Podcast. Warning. This might be the most disturbing podcast I have done, as it details torture and murder of innocent adults and children. It's a very unsettling and horrific story that needs to be told simply because it is an unsettling story. Still, I have to caution listeners. The date is 1937. The place, Harbin, China. And your assignment is to investigate Unit 731, a covert warfare research facility of the Imperial Japanese Army. It operated from 1936 to 1945. What went on in these buildings are horrific. And the involvement, or rather lack thereof, of the United States is even shocking. The complex of buildings, mostly made of tan brick, sat in Harbin, China. Some of the buildings are two stories, windows all around and a door on the longer sides. In 1937, the buildings were part of a 300-acre complex named the 731st Anti-Epidemic Water Supply Unit of the Imperial Japanese Army. The Japanese government dubbed the building Unit 731. There were at least 324 research institutes within, and later we discover, a prison in the centermost building. The goal was to promote public health, according to the Atomic Heritage Foundation website. Unit 731 was also about research to benefit Japanese soldiers. Initially, volunteers would step in for the experiments. They signed consent waivers. They assisted the government in learning about diseases and elements affecting soldiers in combat. And research was furthered with the conclusions. Now, let's step back in history for a moment so we can understand where we are. The Imperial Japanese Army was the Empire of Japan's official ground-based armed force that was established in 1868. By 1937, the Empire of Japan had been fighting the Soviet Union in various skirmishes for about five years. In 1939, at the beginning of World War II, most of the Japanese army was stationed in China due to the conflict between the Republic of China and the Empire of Japan. Thus, Unit 731 was built on Chinese soil and its primary purpose became far more sinister and more secretive than anyone imagined. And when we open these doors to these plain brown buildings, we learn about what went on inside the walls. And what took place was horrific, all done in the name of winning a war. Employees at Unit 731 did believe human experimentation was vital for prepping the military. Knowing no one person would volunteer or even be paid for these new experiments involving things like typhus, tuberculosis, the bubonic plague, torture, the Japanese government opted to use prisoners of war as their subjects. Many of them were Russian, many were Chinese, and rumor had it there were at least two American prisoners. Victims also include adults and children kidnapped off the street, and this would include pregnant women. Unit 731 was a system of buildings where scientists-led testing was conducted, akin to the Nazi experiments by Dr. Josef Mengele, who performed medical experiments on prisoners at the Auschwitz concentration camp. Mengele was a highly trained doctor and revered medical researcher, like many of the scientists at 731, and akin to the SS-authorized unethical experiments on concentration camp prisoners, The Japanese government authorized biomedical researchers to conduct such testing at Unit 731. Yet, more people are more familiar with Mengele and what he did than those who operated at Unit 731. One estimate has the number of prisoners killed in these experiments at 3,000 to 12,000 souls. Their bodies were dumped unceremoniously into crematoriums and then the bones chopped up and threw into trash. Thousands of men, women, including pregnant women, children, and infants were subjected to being cut open, usually performed without anesthesia, and usually lethal. Physic were performed on prisoners after infecting them with various diseases. Organs were removed, sometimes while the prisoner was still alive, to study the physical effects of disease on a human. We know about these experiments at Unit 731 from those who worked there because none of these inmates survived. A few records exist because the buildings and the documentation were purposely destroyed at war's end. These survivors who witnessed the experiments have recalled what they saw over time, including the process of slow-roasting living humans to death to measure the body's water content. Victims were starved or denied water to determine the length of time a person could go without nourishment. Adults and children and babies were frozen, scorched by heat, cut open without anesthetics to remove limbs and organs, and left alive to suffer. They were placed at various distances from grenades to test shrapnel. Living humans were used to test flamethrowers, gunshots, and even knives. Adults and children were injected with a variety of substances including horse blood, salt water, they were hung upside down to test how long they would live, their bodies were crushed slowly, and they were strapped into centrifuges and spun to death. Highly respected doctor Yoshimaru Haisato oversaw experiments on frostbite where babies were immersed in ice water and the limbs of adults were frozen, thawed, and then frozen again. Gangrene of these limbs was studied as the test subjects withered in pain. Unit 731 scientists injected horrific diseases into their subjects' system, believing that the outcome of the experiments were far more important than human life and dignity. Scientists ran tests utilizing pregnancy and rape. Male prisoners would purposely be infected with syphilis and, to quote writer Avani Sehra, would be told to rape female prisoners as well as male prisoners in order to see how syphilis spreads in the body. Women were involuntarily impregnated and then the mother would be vivisected in order to see how the fetus was developing. Some sections in Unit 731 were much higher security levels and those not working in those high security areas had no idea what was going on in those units. Author Hal Gold writes in his 2019 book, Japan's Infamous Unit 731, It was said that a small number of these poor men, women, and children were also mummified alive in total dehydration experiments. They sweated themselves to death under the heat of several hot, dry fans. At death, the corpses would only weigh one-fifth of their normal body weight. Many historians argue the most heinous of all experiments was called the Maternal Love Experiment. Unit 731 scientists would select a mother and her child, then close them into what was akin to a prison cell. Unbeknownst to these victims, the floor in the cell was heated with temperatures ranging from uncomfortable to where they would scorch and cook the skin. Slowly, the scientists adjusted the heat of the floor to record the mother's response. As the temperature would go higher and higher and higher, it would raise until it would cause sure death. The purpose was to test how a mother would treat her child in extreme environments. Would she protect her baby until the very end? Would she use the baby to stand on to escape the heat herself? The number of deaths caused by this experiment alone will never be known, but it is said to be extensive mother and child would slowly succumb to the heat. Most times, the mothers would die clutching the dead child, enduring horrific burns and cooking flesh to keep their own baby safe. And what was learned inside became advances in warfare on the outside. The UGAI-50 bacterial bomb was one result of Unit 731 scientists testing on infection and plague where subjects would be placed in a box with infested insects and vermin. Author Sheldon explains in his 2002 book, Factories of Death, Japanese Biological Warfare, the bomb encased millions of plague-infected fleas. The ceramic bomb was designed to explode hundreds of feet above ground and shower infected fleas over Chinese cities. It was used to infect large areas with various pathogens. Newswatch reports, as many as 200,000 of Chinese died from plagues and other diseases produced in the laboratories of Unit 731. Thus, experiments at Unit 731 advanced wartime operations until the Japanese formally surrendered in August 1945. It was the end of the war and the end of Unit 731. The 300 remaining prisoners were killed by gas or fed poison. 600 Chinese and Manchurian laborers were shot to death. Most of the buildings were demolished, and the majority of the files were burned. But it wasn't over. The Soviets arrested some of the Unit 731 researchers, who were tried in 1949. American Military General Douglas MacArthur agreed with the American war officials and secretly granted immunity to physicians and Supervisors in exchange for what iMedia News calls relevant bacterial research materials. Materials gleaned from the experiments on humans, none of whom survived these experiments. The American military also gave stipends to the perpetrator. In a December 2003 article titled The Odyssey Through the Case of Unit 731 for Boston University, E. Park notes. Japanese human experiments did not stop as the war ended. It is reported that after the Second World War, these experiments were continued by Japan and the USA. For example, during the Korean War and the bacterial warfare methods were used by U.S. troops during the war. Few who took part in Unit 731's atrocities stepped foot into a courtroom. A commander-in-chief of the Red Army was sentenced to 25 years by a Soviet court, but would eventually be released to live his last nine years as a free man. Those working at Unit 731 moved on with their lives. Some became successful in various careers. Unit 731's director, for example, operated a Tokyo clinic until his death in 1959. The Japanese government officials involved in Unit 731's human experiments never made an apology. In 1982, parts of Unit 731 became a museum. And that is the true story of the 731st anti-epidemic water supply unit of the Imperial Japanese Army. In truth, it was Unit 731 a clandestine warfare research facility that forced innocent people to die and who never paid for the atrocities they caused. Thank you for joining me, and please subscribe to this podcast. Hey listeners, my name is Judith Yates, true crime author and criminologist, and I have taught common sense self-defense for over 25 years. I have finally put all of these classes together in a book that's called How to Recognize the Devil because I believe devils walk among us every day. And we can recognize these devils and escape crime if we know how. We can teach it to our children, to our elderly, and special interest groups. The book is available at www.besttruecrime.com or You can pick it up at Amazon.com or wherever good true crime books are sold. Now, I don't make any money off of this book because I believe it's more important for you to learn how to use these skills. All the proceeds from this book goes to a nonprofit organization. Pick up a copy of How to Recognize the Devil. It does include worksheets for you to better use the skills taught in this book. And please be safe out there. Thank you for joining me on this investigation, exploring true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. This is Best True Crime Podcast. No chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. I do hope you will subscribe. This podcast runs off donations only. You can drop us a donation, $35 or more, and I'll send you a signed book. Just go to www.besttruecrime.com. My name is Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Thank you for joining me on Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Be safe out there.